We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We shared our thoughts right off the top of our show at 2 2 p.m. You can go back and listen to that. What dawned on me listening to those guys again, I really think Ron is the last of his kind in this regard. I don't think the local media connection with people that are either columnists at a newspaper or beat writers or even talk show hosts like Chris and I do here and Donnie, I don't think it exists with athletes like it did even a few years ago. So Ron is indebted to both of those guys and loves both of those guys because of the way they helped each other in their careers. Ron says it all the time. He got all access behind the scenes time with Jerome Bettis at Super Bowl 40. If Bettis wanted to do something like that now, if he wanted to do something like that in 2024, he wouldn't do it with a guy from a newspaper. He'd have his own media team. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or it would be maybe somebody like from the ringer or the athletic, like a newer, or like a pod, you know what you'd get it with is like a... Like a barstool style podcast, like those guys would get. But I think your I think your first uh, inclination is right. I think he'd have his own media company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because so when you started off here just now saying this, my first thought was just Ron sort of got grandfathered in like anybody else that had been doing the job for a pretty long time when like the internet really took off and it became more of an online digital thing. Uh, But what also has like happened probably in the last five to seven years is I do think athletes have realized that if they put a little effort into it and surround themselves with savvy people, you can do a much better job of controlling the message the way you want it to be disseminated. And they've started to do that. I do think one of the major problems with that is that if the athlete has full editorial control of what's going to be said about them, you're never going to get anything interesting or really, frankly, that isn't flattering to the athlete. Does that make sense? I mean, you you get a lot more coverage now that I think because the athlete has so much more control, does not often take the critical look that it should. Not that Jerome Bettis, for example, is a guy you're going to be doing a bunch of random critical stories on. Quite the opposite. But when guys have more control over their own narrative, usually they're going to put a stranglehold on what gets out there. Okay, so then look at Roethlisberger. If Ben did a local radio show, if he were playing right now, yes, it would be on the flagship station, correct? and it would be written into his contract. If it wasn't, he would either do his own thing, like he's done in, in retirement, his football and podcast, mm-hmm. or, or he would have a deal with like a Pat McAfee, right. where he was making Huge millions money. of dollars to do a show that's broadcast on... Yep, ESPN on YouTube and all those things. It would be either worth his while in that he would do it in a way that he made sure he got his own his his real opinions out there, like he did with you guys to your both of your credit, or he would just make gobs and gobs of money off of it. So I haven't talked to Ron in a while, but my guess is that's got to be on the list of reasons why he's getting out of the business. I bet it's on there somewhere. It's just not 
what we, what we're living in and what we're working in right now is nowhere close to where it was even in the back half of his career. And I think he probably misses that and laments the way that media has evolved and well, I think it's made it's made building relationships much less of a necessary skill, which is probably for the worse. Like if you were good at building a relationship, you had the gumption to go into a locker room and face the music if you wrote something that somebody didn't like, but you at least said, "Hey, you can have your you can have, kind of have your day in court with me. You can tell me what you thought of it. If you thought it was unfair, tell me why." But back in that day when Ron was coming up in the, you know, 80s, 90s, whatever, you'd go into that locker room and the guy might sit down and just talk to you for what? 10, 15 minutes. Like, when do you, I know that the beat writers still talk to people like that, but even those guys, Kabali, who will be in, who, you know, guys who are in those locker rooms tell you it's not the same. So let's hear the Roethlisberger uh, back and forth. You've got Starkey and Pompiani in there too. And he, out of the blue, called it in the show today. Hey, uh, longtime caller, first time listener, big fan of the show. Uh, it's not going to be the same without Ron. No offense, Starkey or Bob Pompiani. Um, <laughs> but without Ron, it's just not going to be the same. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> How are you, he Ben? You didn't recognize your voice How at first. How are you, Ben? I didn't recognize your voice at first. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done a radio show together. We did it for seven years, man. Seven years. <laughs> I wanted to call and congratulate you on retirement and just say it's been awesome listening to you. Ashley wanted me to tell you congratulations. We are going to miss you dearly on the show because, like I said, no offense to those other two schlubs <laughs> in there with you, but it just won't be the same without you. How is retirement? Do you recommend it? I do. I'm on my way to pick my kids up, which I know you are long past any of that, but uh, it, it is a, it's a great thing to spend time. I, I hear you. Are you going to be in Florida? Is that where we're, yeah. we're moving to? I, I, why I got why a, don't you leave this beautiful weather? I got a place in Fort Myers. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be down there Sunday watching the Super Bowl from there, and I'm looking forward to it. But I wanted to tell you while I got you here, your podcast, we we, we use clips from it all the time. It's tremendous. Oh, thank you. I, I own all the Spence. He's the one, he's the brains behind the operation. I just talk some football. And, and of course, our special guests like the one sitting in there with you. Those always make it special. You know, Ben, we get we get calls here all the time. Now the Steelers have just hired their offensive coordinator. People wanted you to do it. I said, I can't, I, I don't think that might work out. Those guys put in like 20 hours a day, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I, they, they definitely, I mean, they, they work more than, than the players do. Uh, and, and I was, one of the reasons to, to be done was to spend more time with my family. I mean, my son, Benjamin, asked me all the time when it was happening, Dad, would you consider, I'm like, buddy, do you want to keep seeing me or do you never want to see me again, uh, you know, in, in all the times that we're together? So, um, no, I think they um, they made a good decision uh, by not going with me. Well, uh, I thank you for calling, but those seven years on this show were wonderful. You made you made national news almost every week. Yeah, I got comfortable sometimes and just talked. I got to be better at that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, and I speak for Ron and Joe, but I think you've done a heck of a job. You and Spence, that's, I, you know, when if someone had told me you were going to get into this, the way you've gotten into it, you made big, big strides quickly. So I think we're all pretty much fans of the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Like I said, it's just it's a, a guy and his buddy sitting in the basement drinking some beers and talking sports. It's not that hard to do, I don't think. <laughs> really? Ron's, Ron's going to be living doing off that it. at the beach. He's going to be having all sorts of opportunity to drink at the beach, and 
He'll be tuned in, I'm sure. I hear uh, yeah, now your son be. is a golfer. Is that right? He is. He's a good golfer. He's better than that. I enjoy doing that with him. Uh, Easy, Bob. <laughs> 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 he is. I wish I was. I wish I had abilities when I was his age. I tell you that. Well, you're gonna have to let me know when you guys are in Florida. I think you go down there a little bit to play some golf, don't you? Yeah, we travel that way. We'll have to. We'll have to look you up. I'll come down and have a beer with you. Okay. That'd be amazing. Ben, good luck to you, man. Thank you for calling. Uh, congratulations. Wish, wish you nothing but the best. Appreciate hey, it. You could just hear the emotion in Ron's voice there. He almost lost it a few times. Multiple times he's choked ben. up. I did like Pop at the end there. Better than you. Watch it, pal. I think I Roethlisberger is good in those spots. He's. I give him credit. He, he does a very good job even in those impromptu interviews of coming up with lines and Thinking on he his good feet sense like of, that. He would have he, he had a nice sense of humor about the whole thing, and he, yep. he was sincere to Ron. It was nice. I tell what? you, I still that got the golf thing got me down that rabbit hole. You remember what the one right Ben leading that random tournament, and then he just withdrew. Yep. I still want to know the answer. It's the Pulp Fiction. What's in the box for me? What's in the briefcase? That was nice though. And man, Ron was getting every time I did hear something live today. It just sounded like he was on the verge of tears every single time. Not that I blame him, but a lot of emotion. Well, in that a room. lot got addressed here uh, on this show. It was obviously just an absolute all-star lineup. So many people, to Ron's credit, wanted to call in and say goodbye. So how about this one? Jamie Dixon now at TCU. Ooh. Ron famously wrote a column that said, Jamie who? Yep, I remember when reading When Ben it. Howland left for UCLA, mm-hmm. Ron crushed crushed it crushed the hire he wanted if memory serves just off the top of my head he thought he was pounding the table that they should have hired skip prosser from carnegie who died very young i think of a heart yeah, attack he, he passed tragically but at the time i want to say he was at xavier uh or wake, wake forest. forest he was at wake or Z- yeah it was at wake chris paul and he and ron my memory is ron said you think you're a big program you've got to try to lure a big name like that and he ripped jamie in that that column well jamie called in to talk about that today with ron i, I appreciate you uh clarifying that but i uh, you know i i think uh skip prosser would have been <laughs> i would have hired skip prosser too and uh, a lot of uh uh, Herb Sendek. They wanted to get a lot of other guys, but uh, I've never been the first choice in pretty much uh, my wife either. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, and, we're, and we've been together for 30 years. So, you know, uh, you yeah, mentioned you know, Skip Prosser. Where you been. He was yeah. ACC Coach of the Year. And I mean, yeah. it made sense to me. And I, I guess he turned the job down. But, man, yeah. Pitt certainly ended up with the right guy. Again, he gets a little yeah, I know. bit choked up there. Uh, I'll give Jamie Ooh. credit for that, too. Jamie's obviously had some some pretty good success. He's had solid programs now at TCU uh, and wanted to go back there. Jamie could be, I think we all know. Prickly, but you didn't hear that in the interview today. You heard, you heard some understandable, some warmth there. And I this is something we I think we've tried to make clear here, I would hope. I do think those people all, even if you don't like what the guy wrote about you, I think, Ron, you're in that room a lot like Ron was. You're covering everything. They see your face. I think it's easier to understand somebody's got to do a job, and sometimes that job means you have to be critical when you think it's warranted. Well, on that vein, uh, there was a good humor joke about that between Ron and Jack Ham when he called in. First of all, I'm glad you're you're finally retiring. You won't call me Jack Lambert anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it twice, twice, twice. 
and also, I, I think that Charlie calls me and said, I'll put you on around 1140 uh, to talk to you. But no, I get bumped to 1150 because of Jerome Bettis. So I'm behind <laughs> Jerome Bettis as well. To be honest with you, I always, I always thought Bob Smizek was a great writer. Oh, Jack, I'll tell you, Jack is one of the few people who knew about this a long time oh. ago. I confided in him, yeah. um, and he's been on our show so many times, and I always say go, he again. taught me more about football than anybody. <laughs> well, I know, all How about I know that, man, Ron? Uh, but you know what, uh, Chris, I would picture if I am lucky enough to be in that same spot in my 60s, and I'm doing my final week of shows, I think I'm going to react the same way. Ron said something today that blew my mind. He's excited on Sunday to watch the Super Bowl with his daughter. That did not surprise me. Mm-hmm. But the thing he is excited about is that he doesn't have to think about what he's going to write about the game or what he's going to say about the game the next day. I can't fathom that. As someone that's done this now here for almost 14 years, I feel like I need that like oxygen. Well, you said that you always thought Ron would have to be sort of take the take the keyboard out of his hands or whatever, take the pen out of his hands. I got to be honest, man. I think that about you. Mm. Like I, for better or worse, when I think about if I'm fortunate enough to get to go out on my own terms, I feel like I'll be more than ready for whatever comes next. I will say I had one incident in my, well, one situation in my career that sort of reminds me of a small version of what Ron's going through, and I got choked up knowing, jumping onto this time slot from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. and knowing there was a huge swath of listeners that because they worked third shift and were asleep would never hear the show again. Yeah. I def, like I was aware and cognizant of that, and even though I was so excited because it was this huge career break for me yep. at a time when I felt like I really needed one, I remember getting choked up signing off on that last overnight show because you just know those people like very well because of how that time slot is and you know you're never talking to him again. Well, speaking about huge career breaks, how about this from Ed Bouchette today on what Ron meant to him? This man is the reason I covered the Steelers for 37 years. Post Gazette had hired somebody else to cover the Steelers and Ron was working at the uh, covering them for the press and at training camp, Ron beat his brains in. I mean, <laughs> this guy was coming out with a nice cushy story and ron would come out with a bang a big news story it was happening so often the boss finally came to me and he said you're now on the steelers <laughs> and it, that was the summer of 1985 and i'll tell you we competed the year before ron was at the press i was at the post gazette on the maulers beat the old usfl maulers and we had a blast we competed like oh, crazy, but it was so much fun right and then at night we drank like crazy. <laughs> it was. It was. I'm fun. shocked by that. Ed. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what? Development here. Ed, heard that before. <laughs> oh, what timing by Joe with that line? I'm shocked by that. Uh, I was. A, I delivered the press as a kid, by the way. So I would have been on Ron's side of that battle. People, somebody who's like 18 or 19 years old right now, listening to this, thinking, "Wait, how many newspapers were there in Pittsburgh at the time?" So yeah. Ron spawned Bouchette's Hall of Fame Steelers career. Because he was doing such a good job on the Steelers beat, but left out of that is the crappy-ass job that the other dude was doing. Who was that? Who's the guy at the Post-Gazette before Bouchette who was just getting their head kicked getting in. annihilated by Ron head-to-head I think the, we'd have uh, to news-breaking business there? I think we'd have there. to ask Ed directly via text and promise not to say the name on the air.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.